so critically acclaimed. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Not So Critically Acclaimed podcast. I'm Laura, and in case you haven't noticed, and if you're a follower from TikTok, there has been some speculation that TikTok is going to officially be banned um, at some point. However, you know, I've been doing some of my own reading about it, and I'm staying optimistic in that it's not going to go anywhere, either between Microsoft buying it or the amount of hoops they're going to have to jump through to actually go and ban this. And especially like I've heard things where it's a lot easier for it to get banned on like people's phones who of people who work in like government or, you know, more high tech security important jobs. But if you're just like a regular normal person who's either like unemployed like myself or just like, I don't know, younger, not even need a job, like I don't see it being banned anytime soon. So I just wanted to start with that because, you know, I'm going to hit you up to follow me on TikTok at Not So Critically Acclaimed, but also really please follow me at um, Instagram as well. That's I post there twice a week at least, and I'm really going to start posting a lot more there and trying to be a little bit more active there. Um, So please, please give me a follow at Not So Critically Acclaimed, both on TikTok and Instagram. Um, I've been so appreciative of the almost 3,000 followers I have on TikTok, but it'd be nice to like, you know, bring some of those people over to Instagram, whatever. Um, so yeah, if you've been watching my TikToks or ever, you know that we're probably going to change it up again this week. But before um, we get into this week's topic, I just wanted to give some updates on some other news related to stuff we've done on the podcast before, like I try to do. So this is old news, but I forgot to mention it last week. Um, but Outer Banks was officially renewed for season two. So I mean, let's go. We are super stoked about that, considering I did the podcast on um, Outer Banks a while while ago back in April of when it first came out and I said guys I didn't I say it I said this show was going to blow up and what it what happened it blew up and thank god everyone watched it so Netflix decided you know based on their numbers they were going to renew it um so that's amazing and then also some Bachelor updates. Um, so they started filming Claire's season, but there are some rumors that she's like already found who she wants to end up with and she doesn't want to continue going through with like the filming the rest of the show. And like obviously that's not how it works. So now people are saying like there's rumors that um, Tasha might be replacing her, which honestly I'd be totally here for because I absolutely love Tasha, And I think she's just, she's super amazing. Like she seems like a really down to earth person. She's beautiful beautiful, super sweet, and like she deserves love for sure. Um, and I mean, I think that would also get a lot more people excited considering Tasha's from like what Colton season. So people know who she is, whereas Claire's like from an older season. And not so many people know her backstory and everything. Um, but yeah, and they've also still been doing uh, The Bachelor greatest of all time. I've kind of been behind in watching them. I haven't watched since JoJo season. So I need to get back on that but I've just been binging things instead. So yeah, but okay, back to the rest of this week. So I said I was going to change things up again just because I've been into movies lately, um, but don't worry, we'll get into TV shows uh, 
at some point again. Um, I was a huge Disney fan growing up. So, you know, I was feeling a little nostalgic and I thought I would do my favorite Disney Channel original movies of all time. Um, And like I said, I was a big Disney kid growing up, like everyone. I mean, I watched literally every show and every movie that was on. And thankfully, when I was watching Disney Channel, it was in the golden era. Like every single show was amazing, unlike what's on right now. Like the kids who are growing up with Disney Channel now, I'm like, Oof, it's not it's not what it was. But I remember the old commercials for Disney Channel, the opening sequence before a decom with the kids jumping in the sky with like the film um, strips all over the place. You guys know what I'm talking about. Also, the crossover episodes, asking my parents to tape movies on like an actual like VHS tape and telling them it was specifically on an 87 Central, not even knowing what that meant. Um, and they used to make fun of me for it. Um, you know, watching the Disney Channel games, which was like the giant relay race between Disney stars. And of course, going on the Disney Channel website and playing all the computer games. Like, honestly, like sometimes when I'm bored, I go and try and find them. And you can actually still find some of the, because like the Disney Channel official website now it doesn't like I think it has some computer games but it's like for the newer shows and they're not even that good I mean I haven't tried to play them but they don't have any of the older ones um but you can like if you just like google like the Kim Possible one or Sweet Life Zack and Cody you can find some of them and it's it's fun because it's very nostalgic and if you're really bored um Okay, but also, so like I said, we're going to do Disney Channel original movies this week. So basically, if you don't have Disney+, Plus, it's kind of pointless to listen to this episode unless you want to, like, purchase some of them online because obviously these are all Disney Channel original movies and you can watch them, almost all of them, on Disney+. Plus. But fun fact, in case you didn't know, if you have a Verizon Unlimited plan for your phone, you can get Disney+, Plus for free for a year. And also, Disney+, Plus is the cheapest um, platform of everything. I think it's, like, 5 or $6 a month. Um, and you can get bundle packages with like HBO, um, not HBO, Hulu and ESPN and whatever. Okay, so here we go. Now these aren't ranked in any particular order except for the first first one, which is obviously High School Musical, but otherwise they're just my favorites. Other than High School Musical and maybe a few others, most of them are older ones from the late 90s or very early 2000s, and like you most likely haven't heard of them or seen them. Um, and somehow I practically watch them all, even though like, you know, I was born in 98, so I don't understand, like, how I was able to watch a lot of these. Um, I, the only thing I do remember is, like, when I was older a little bit, like, more towards, like, the end of elementary school and middle school, I would go through Disney Channel on, like, the DVR guide and skip ahead to, like, two or three in the morning because they would always show older Disney Channel original movies then. And so I would record those, and that's how I remember watching a lot of them. But I don't remember, like, how I saw them the first time because I was super young when a lot of these came out. So here we go. Number one, like I said, it's got to be High School Musical. 2006 was the first one. Second one was 2007. And the third one was um, in 2008. That one went on the big screen. Stars Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, Corbin Blue, Ashley Tizzo, Lucas Grabiel, Mo- Monique Coleman, like you guys know. Obviously, this is the greatest Disney Channel mo- original movie to ever be made. And there will never be another one that takes its place. Um, I don't even want to bother giving you the pollen because if you've never seen it, because like that's just way too much for me to handle. You really shouldn't be listening to this podcast because I don't understand how we can have anything in common. Um, but I actually just watched all three of them with my mom who had never seen them. And honestly, that is so surprising that she made it 14 years since the first one came out without seeing it. Because like if you like me personally, I'm a huge High School Musical fan and like I'm a huge Disney fan. So it's just it's impossible. Um, but in case you 
you cared about her opinions when we were watching the first one she kept comparing it obviously to like the greatest showman because of Zac Efron and I told her like you can't do that because they're just so different and but she was just like stuck in the whole Zac Efron musical element of it um but overall, she liked the third one the best, and I totally stand for that. Um, the first one's actually my least favorite, um, but I feel like that might also be because I've been wa- like I watched High School Musical, the musical, the series, and so they've done like so many of those songs. So I've heard those songs like over and over and over again. So it's not as maybe like enjoyable. I don't know. But if you want to hear more details about my thoughts on High School Musical and like my favorite songs and all that kind of stuff, you can listen to my episodes about High School Musical, the musical, the series, which I did way back in like January or February. Um, okay. Number two, we have Smart House, 1999. This is probably maybe one of the more well-known older movies, but you still might not have heard of it. So let me enlighten you. It stars Ryan Merriman, who was Ian in Pretty Little Liars and has actually been in quite a few DCOMs. Um, and then also Katie Seagal from Eight Simple Rules and Kevin Kilner, who you might know as Austin Ames's father in A Cinderella Story. And so basically, Smart House is about this 14-year-old kid named Ben who lives with his single dad and younger sister and is like really the glue of the family who keeps things going and organized since his mom died. Um, and anyway, he enters this contest to win a smart house for free and wins. Um, and so obviously this is 1999, so it was pretty advanced for the times. And honestly, it still is. Like The house has a built-in operating system that's kind of like Alexa and controls everything the house but she controls way more than alexa does so like the walls on the inside of the house are all have holographic capabilities and you can make the room like look and sound like anywhere you want um you can go to the kitchen and just say like i want a strawberry smoothie and then like two seconds later there'll be a strawberry smoothie not a suitcase a strawberry smoothie ready for you um but then as the family moves into the house and adjusts to this new lifestyle there are some technical difficulties that get in the way but honestly this is a very cool movie and like everyone wanted this house and it's just it's super cool like you know why not um okay number three we have model behavior and this came out in 2000 so technically it's not a disney channel original movie but everyone thinks it is because it because it was part of this special called the wonderful world of disney which had a lot of movies that then later aired on disney channel so everyone just assumed it was it was a disney channel original movie Um, And it starred Maggie Lawson, Kathy Lee Gifford, who are like pretty well-known names. I mean, Kathy Lee Gifford for sure. And freaking Justin Timberlake. Like, can we just talk about that Justin Timberlake was in this Disney movie? I mean, everyone knows like he got his start um, while he was in NSYNC and all that. But like he was also in like the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse um, thing on Disney Channel with like Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears and like Carrie Russell, all these like well-known celebrities now. Um, But that's just really funny. And so the plot line is basically there are two girls who look pretty similar um, to one another, except one of them is like an ordinary high school geek, while the other is like a full-fledged model. And they end up meeting by chance somehow, and both of them like kind of are talking about their lives, and they don't like their current lives and decide to switch places. Of course, then um, that lands them in some trouble trying to keep up the act and realizing like who they are and what's important to them. And Justin Timberlake plays like a guy, like love interest in the movie. Cause I think he's a celebrity in the movie as well. Um, I haven't seen this one in a really long time. And I think the only way to watch it is if you buy it on Amazon, which really sucks because I really want to watch it and I don't, but I don't want to pay for it. 
Um, okay, up next we have 17 again, and this is from the year 2000. Now, let me note, this is not the 17 again with Zac Efron. This one is spelled out, like the actual word 17 is spelled out, not using numbers. And this was another movie, part of the Wonderful World of Disney special. But again, it aired on Disney Channel, so I considered it part of the DCOM family. Um, but it also means it's not on Disney Plus either. But it is on Amazon Prime Video. So I actually just watched it yesterday for the first time in like so many years. And it was great. Um, this one stars Tia and Tamara Mori, a.k.a. Disney Royalty, and their younger brother Taj Mori, who's been in Full House and then Baby Daddy, so many things. Also, fun fact, in case you're a big uh, Sister Sister fan, but Netflix just announced that it's coming um, to Netflix in a few weeks, and that was, like, the big show that got the Mori twins going, um, so, like, you should watch it, because, I mean, I, I can't wait to watch it. So, the plotline of this 17 again is very similar to the other 17 again. So, Tia plays Sydney, who's a regular 17-year-old whose family just moved to this new city, and her family includes her dad, stepmom, and younger brother, Willie. Now, Willie is like this little scientist and he tries to create some chemical potion thingy with an aging effect, but ends up creating like a bunch of smoke and different chemical reactions, whatever, and the fire department comes and all that. Um, and so then their divorced grandparents are actually visiting that same weekend or whatever. And um, the grandparents are saying, well, the parents have to go out of town. And so Willie gives them, the grandparents, this soap that was actually in the garage lab when the chemicals got spilled on it. So the grandparents obviously like take a shower using this soap and it ends up like the chemical reaction with their body and everything makes them look 17 again, hence the name. And so um, the grandfather is, um, or the grandmother is then played by Tamara Mori and they have to figure out, you know, how to navigate the next few days being 17 and how to get back to their regular age before the grandparents come home, um, before the parents come home, excuse me. And it's kind of cute because like now the grandparents are act are like 17, so they're in the high school setting and they are also, like I said, they were divorced. So now, you know, like, are they going to like fall back in love, whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a cute movie. I like it. Okay. Then we have number five. This is probably a well-known one. And if it's not, like, wow, that's that's pathetic. Halloween Town, 1998. Absolute favorite Halloween movie. Gives all the feels. I'm totally here for it. It stars the late and great Debbie Reynolds, who I only recognized from Halloween Town. But I obviously then learned she was a huge star since the 50s. And, of course, people now know that she was Carrie Fisher's mom. Um, but another fun fact I just wanted to share to educate you on the Hollywood world. Apparently, Debbie Reynolds was in, like, a controversial love triangle very similar to like Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, and Angelina Jolie. So Debbie Reynolds was married to this guy named Eddie Fisher, so who I would assume was also like a big Hollywood actor or something. And so that he was the Brad and Debbie Reynolds was the Jen. And then Eddie got involved with uh, the iconic Elizabeth Taylor, who was like a huge celebrity. And apparently Debbie Reynolds and Elizabeth Taylor were best friends. It was very scandalous, Elizabeth Taylor then being Angelina Jolie. I don't know what ended up happening with Elizabeth Taylor and Eddie Fisher, if they, like, stayed together, got married, whatever, but I just thought it was cool, like, you know, learning about the OG triangle. But anyway, it also stars Kimberly J. Brown, who is the star of Halloween Town movies, except for the last one, where she was replaced by Sarah Paxton, but we don't talk about that. Also, Lucas Grabiel and Alessia Rulin, who played uh, Kelsey in High School Musical, are both in the third Halloween Town, so that's fun. All of them are pretty good, but the first one holds a special place in my heart. Um, so obviously it's Halloween and Marnie Cromwell is a 13-year-old girl obsessed with Halloween. But her mom is super uptight and won't let her or her younger brother or 
Christmas or go trick-or-treating or, like, go to the Halloween parties or whatever. And so then their grandmother, Aggie Cromwell, comes to visit, and long story short, Marnie and her siblings, Dylan and Sophie, learn that their mom and grandmother are actually witches, and they are also, like, destined to become witches. So the three of them decide to sneak onto their grandmother's bus back to Halloween Town, which is a mystical town filled with all sorts of magical creatures, and then they get tangled up in trying to save the town from, like, this evil spirit um, thing who's, like, sabotaging people and the town and everything. So I absolutely love this movie for just the level of creativity that was, like, inspired for this movie is is amazing um also it's just so many fall vibes and halloween vibes and i absolutely love the fall like that's my favorite season but i feel like that's every basic girl's favorite season and now i just want to watch halloween town and wish it was halloween and christmas time that way we can escape coronavirus um but that's everyone else so okay up next, we got Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. This is 1999, and you might have heard of this one. It's a little bit more well-known. So it stars Kristen Storms, who was in quite a few Disney things. Um, she was the voice of Bonnie from Kim Possible. She was also in Johnny Tsunami, and then later on she went to be in um, the soap operas Days of Our Lives and General Hospital. And also in Xenon is Raven Simone, another member of Disney Channel royalty. Freaking love her. Um, and so plotline, it's the year 2049, which I mean, now it's only 29 years ago, years in the future, but before it was 50 years in the future. So that's crazy. And the star is this girl named Xenon. And so she is a teenage girl who lives with her family in a space station that orbits earth. So they're human. They're just living in this space station shuttle thing. And so Xenon tends to get into a lot of trouble because of just like her adventurous spirit and her curious nature. So like she ends up snooping a lot and going places that she shouldn't be and so this leads her to get in in trouble at some point and she gets shipped off of the shuttle to live with her aunt down on earth and of course this is then difficult for her because everything about her and her lifestyle is like super different than how it is on earth everything from like the way she dresses the way she talks what she eats like literally everything so the movie just follows xenon trying to fit in and also save the space station after she learns of some plot to destroy it um it's a super cool movie awesome tech neon metallic clothes killer song at the end it's just it's a really cool and different movie about like you know what was the future gonna look like um and it's also a trilogy so if you like it there are two more okay now, number seven, this is a big one. The Cheetah Girls franchise, obviously one of the biggest franchises from Disney, and everyone's heard of it, but I had to include it on the list. Um, it stars Raven Simone, Adrian Bailon, Hailey Williams, and Sabrina Bryan. Definitely one of the best musical franchises in Disney history, in my opinion. Um, and honestly, my list, like what I wrote this list, it's the Cheetah Girls 2 is this list, because I personally like the Cheetah Girls um, the second one better than the first one, which is unlike, you know, most scenarios. But both of the movies have killer soundtracks, and I highly recommend them if you need some classic songs to just, like, jam out to. But if you don't know, it's all about this girl group called the Cheetah Girls, and they are a singing, dancing group of teenagers who try to land a record deal in the first movie. And then in the second movie, they um, go to Barcelona, Spain for a singing competition. And so if and when I go to Barcelona, you know I'm going to strut like I mean it and caption everything like the Cheetah Girls movie, just like I did with the Lizzie McGuire movie in Italy. Like, come on, there's, there's no way to not do it. Um, and we're not even going to talk about the third movie. There is a third Cheetah Girls, but 
because I've literally only seen it one time and that was when it premiered. Without Raven, there is literally no Cheetah Girls in my opinion, so I don't support that because, so the third one, I mean, all I know is they go to India and Raven Simone's not in it. That's literally all I remember. Also, just a weird thing about me and the Cheetah Girls, in case you cared, um, if you've seen the movie, you know that they wear cheetah print all the time. So when I was younger and like would be at the mall shopping with my mom, literally every single time I saw something that had cheetah print on it, I would hold it up to my mom and say, you go cheetah mama. I have absolutely no idea why I did this. I, it was the strangest thing. My mom like doesn't own anything cheetah print. She would never wear something like that. And I, I just think it was hilarious that I did that. And thinking back, I just don't understand why. Um, okay. Now, number eight. So now I think we're going to get into some that people may not have heard of or, you know, might not remember as much. So this one is Go Figure. It came out in 2005 and it stars Jordan Hinson, who I can't remember what I saw her in recently, but I did see her in something and I was like, and she was all grown up. But when I was watching it, I was like, this girl seems familiar. This can't be the girl from Go Figure. And I looked it up and I was right. So I'm very impressed with myself. Also, Jacob Bell, who has been in the Percy Jackson series, The Host, I Am Number Four, a bunch of sci-fi stuff. Um, but he's very attractive. So, yes. But nonetheless, let's get in this one. It's a sports movie. And as I'm going through my list, I'm realizing that a lot of these movies are sports movies. So bear with me, please. So... Um, Go Figure is about a 14-year-old Caitlin, a dazzling figure skater who's like super girly and obsessed with glitter and sparkles and all that stuff. Um, and she then learns that a legendary Russian figure skater coach is going to be coaching at a fancy private school. And Caitlin is, of course, desperate to have her as a coach. The only problem is that the school is very expensive, so the only way she could go is with a scholarship. So the figure skating coach arranges with the girls' hockey team coach to give Caitlin a hockey scholarship as like a way to cover up, you know, her coming to school. But obviously Caitlin has never played hockey and doesn't know anything about it. And she's like tiny, like she's a figure skater, you know, she's supposed to be like graceful and all this, not like super athletic and tough for a hockey player. So Caitlin goes to the school and has to figure out, pun intended, how to balance with, uh, like how to balance both hockey and figure skating while keeping the figure skating side of her life a secret from the hockey team because they absolutely hate like girly skaters. Um, I love this movie. The ice skating is amazing. And you got to love like the camaraderie and like teamwork that comes out of the movie and like, you know, trying to figure out who you are. And I mean, a lot of these Disney movies, as I'm realizing, the message is always like trying to understand who you are and not like pretend to be something you're not just because of your friends or your family or anything like that. Okay, next we got Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Um, this was 2003. It stars Orlando, Bra- Orlando Brown, who was from That's a Raven, and Mark L. Taylor, who was Mr. Fulton in High School Musical 2. Um, and that's it for really like recognized people, I think, in this movie. But this is another sports movie. It focuses on the main character, Eddie, who's probably like 15 or something and is the star of his like baseball team, um, for like the league and it's coach and the team is coached by his dad. So his whole life practically revolves around baseball, but Eddie starts to develop an interest in cooking and by quote unquote accident signs him and his friends up for the home ec elective instead of, uh, computer science. And let me clear things up for what this, this all means. First of all, computer science back then was not what it is now. Like in the movie, they just describe it as like, oh, we're going to play video games. Like let's sign up for computer science, of course. Um, it's not like any of the 
hardcore STEM stuff that it is now. And then let me explain what home ec is because it's not really a thing anymore, which I low-key don't understand why. Like, it totally should be. So home ec is short for home economics, and it used to teach teenagers, like, how to take care of their homes. So, like, cooking, cleaning, sewing, and, of course, there was, like, the classic experiment, which has sometimes been adopted in health classes where, like, in pairs you have to take care of some fake form of a baby, like a sack of sugar or flour. And I'm just saying, like, I don't know why this isn't around anymore. Like, I understand teaching other electives for people to, like, hone in on what they want to study later on. But realistically speaking, I'm a 22-year-old, and I don't know how to file taxes or really understand insurance or the stock market. And I think if they had, like, added those elements to home ec, you know, not just, like, the cooking and cleaning aspect because that was, like, super 50s-inspired, but if they had some other form of, like, home ec where they literally teach you things that you need to know as an adult, that would be extremely helpful because I don't know what to do. Um, but anyway, back to the plot. So like I said, Eddie starts to have an interest in cooking, but is hiding it from his friends and most importantly, his dad. As the movie progresses, it becomes more difficult for him to get these parts of his life, to keep these parts of his life separate because um, especially when they're, he signs up for the million dollar cook-off, which happens to be the same day as a, like the big baseball championship game. Um, and so then he kind of has to make the choice and all that. I especially like this movie for the cooking scenes because Eddie adds a lot of creativity and ingenuity when um so for example he like goes into his kitchen and literally goes through every single every single like piece of food spice everything to try and create some new recipe recipe it's extremely messy but it's so cool um so i really like that one okay then we got the even stevens movie now this was 2003 and you might have heard of it um because it obviously goes with the tv show even stevens but you don't need to have seen the show to watch and appreciate the movie um also just a note because like this um falls into category i didn't include any other movies that are based on the tv shows like the wizards of waverly place movie or the sweet life of um or the sweet life movie or the good luck charlie movie because honestly i don't really love those except the only one is probably the kim possible movie is pretty good but i didn't include that one on the list but you should watch it anyway um anyway so even stevens of course had shia labeouf who's gone on to have a big career and was like in transformers and holes and then christy carlson romano who i freaking love her um she's another person in the disney royalty she was in even stevens cadet kelly which we'll get to later on in this list um and was the voice of kim freaking possible who i just love kim possible's iconic i'm sorry um also just a fun didn't include that one on the list but you should watch it anyway because it's pretty good so anyway even stevens is of course it had shia labeouf who's gone on to have a big career and was in transformers and holes and then you have christy carlson romano who i freaking love um she's another person who's like just disney royalty uh she was in even stevens cadet kelly which we'll get to later on and was the voice of kim freaking possible i mean i'm sorry kim possible is just iconic and i love i love that show she was amazing um, also, just a fun fact about Christy Carlson Romano, um, but she has a YouTube channel with phenomenal content. So if you're super nostalgic like me, you should check those out because she does, she has so, like, there's literally so much content that you could watch. Um, she does a lot of cooking videos with her old castmates or other, like, Disney Nick stars, as well as, like, um, videos where she will rewatch um, a movie or something with a star and have their reactions and stuff. So, like, I just watched the one where her and Drew Seeley, who is in another Cinderella story, react to it. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty good. So I really love those. And like she did another one with um, 
her co-star from Kim Possible, and they made like the Nacho Taco, whatever, or like the Nacho, whatever those nachos were um, from Kim Possible, and they're just great. And also, she just hasn't aged like one bit. She's beautiful, and it's like ridiculous. Um, so that that's just a side note, though. So plot line: the Even Stevens movie is about the Stevens family, which consists of the two parents and then three kids: two boys who are the oldest and the youngest, and then one girl who's the middle child. So it's summertime, and the family decides to go on this free vacation to this like exotic island because they get like this proposition from this person and whatever, and like they pitch it and they decide like you know they should it's it's summertime they should decide to do this. So when they get there, they're enjoying themselves, they're learning about the culture you know getting acclimated everything but then Shia LaBeouf's character Lewis gets into trouble um, because that's what he does best um, forcing the whole family to lose their vacation home and they have to like live on the beach and so we really see the family struggle to get through the vacation now um, because they kind of get like pitted against each other and are in like bad territory with the island people Um, and there's a lot of bickering going on and there's a major plot twist though that affects this and how and why everything is happening Um, but I'm not going to give it away because it's it's really good one um so yeah okay then we got right on track right on track is from 2003 and this was without a doubt my absolute favorite favorite disney channel original movie when i was younger like before high school musical and everything um like when i saw this out of on the blue like on tv i was just like oh my god this is exciting um so it's shocker another sports movie but this time it's based on a real story. Um, and it also stars someone major. That's right. Brie freaking Larson, who is an Academy Award winning actress. So like she was in she was in this movie when she was pretty young. So that's kind of insane. Like just the fact that a, an Academy Award winning actress starred in a Disney Channel original movie. That's just like, wow. Like, so all these actors, they could go anywhere. Um, it also stars Beverly Mitchell, who um, is pretty well known, too, from her role in Seventh Heaven. Um, and so these two girls play the Enders sisters, Erica and Courtney, who are obsessed with drag racing, which is not like drag racing, like drag races um, from like, you know, the costume, er- like costume makeup, that whole stuff. It's more of, um, it's a motor racing sport, so completely different. Um, and this, of course, was like a man sport, which meant there was a lot of backlash when these two girls tried to pursue it, but that didn't stop them. Um, and so the movie just shows the two sisters racing and competing all across the area against boys and just kicking their butts. Um, so it, of course, shows the struggle of girls trying to get themselves known and treated fairly in a man's sport. And it also shows the difficulty that can come with balancing normal teenage life with competitive sports and like all the sacrifices they have to make in terms of like their social life and staying on top of their academics and all that logistics. It's a super underrated and not known movie that I I highly recommend. Um, So you should definitely go check that one out. And you got to see a baby Brie Larson. I mean, that's it's crazy. Okay, up next, we're at number 12, halfway through, um, is Get a Clue. This is 2002, another one you might not have heard about, but it starts Lindsay Lohan and Brenda Song, so it's worth noting. Um, so Lindsay Lohan plays Lexi, a high school journalist who is just like naturally intrigued with gossip and, you know, all the like everything that's going on in high school and, you know, with teachers, students, everything. And so one, and I guess she's like a, also a photographer or something, but one of her pictures, 
that's in the paper ends up sparking a huge story with one of the school's teacher, um, one of the school's teachers who somehow like goes missing. So Lexi um, and her friends try to investigate and figure out, you know, what happened, where the missing teacher is, what's the bigger story that's connected to it. Um, and so I think this movie is pretty cool because one, the fashion is awesome. Two, it's got a lot of spy and tech stuff, which I absolutely love. Like, I was super into that stuff when I was younger, and I'm thinking of doing, like, a segment of movies that are, like, not, like, spy, like adventure, crime, spy movies that were, like, by kids. So, like, my main example is the Spy Kids movie. I, like, love the Spy Kids movie, and I always wanted one of those Spy Kids when I was younger for, like, a present, you know, like, the walkie-talkies, the watches, all that kind of stuff, but there's a lot of that in this movie, and it takes place in New York City, so that's cool, getting to see, like, New York City 2002, Um, and who doesn't love, like, a good mystery or a Lindsay Lohan movie, you know, come on, Um, so that's a fun one. Then we have, okay, we have a big one, number 13, we got Cadet Kelly 2002, I'm sure you've heard of it and watched it, but I, of course, had to put on the list. It stars Hilary Duff and Christy Carlson Romano, two legendary queens of Disney, and, um, like, in the early 2000s before the rise of, you know, Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato. Um, so Hilary Duff plays Kelly, who is this free spirit and creative girl who absolutely loves her life, but when her mom gets remarried to a military general, Kelly is forced to move um, and, you know, switch schools from her regular school to a military school. This, of course, is the last thing Kelly wants to be a part of, but she sucks it up and tries to follow along. We see her struggle with the strict rules, the physical requirements, um, you know, the inability to express who she is because she's like, like I said, super creative. So having to like, and like an artist in some form. So having to, you know, rein that in is very difficult for her. And she clashes with her cadet captain, Jennifer, who's played by Christy Carlson Romano. Um, after getting into some trouble, Kelly ends up working with the drill team and, steins to, and starts to find her place a bit. It's a super funny movie. Um, and, you know, who doesn't love Hilary Duff? That's, that's fun. And I don't know. There's, it's, just, it's just like, wow. Could you imagine being in military school at the age of like 16? God forbid. Um, okay. Up next, one of my faves. I'm super excited about this one. Motorcrossed, 2001. Probably haven't heard of this one, but it's phenomenal. It's another sports movie and is actually based on the Shakespeare play Twelfth Night, which also happens to be the basis of my favorite movie of all time, She's the Man. So if you've seen She's the Man, which I hope to God you have, well, the plot lines are extremely similar. Um, So the only people you might recognize from this movie are Riley Smith, who was in the show Nashville for a bit, and then Mary Margaret Humes, who played Dawson's mom in Dawson's Creek, if you've seen that show and are addicted like me. Um, But anyway, so it's all about the Carson twins, Andrew and um, Andrea. I was going to say Andrea, but I know that's wrong. So Andrew and Andrea... And nope, I just said Andrea. Wow. Andrew and Andrea. So a guy and a girl, and they've both grown up around the sport of motocross, which is like um, probably featured in a lot of like X games. And it's uh, like the bikes, you know, dirt bikes kind of on these like um, like backyard dirt paths with like um, a bunch of hills that they do like jumps over and stuff. 
So they, so Andrew and Andrea grew up around motocross, but only Andrew can compete since it's not a sport for girls. Um, and at the start of the movie, Andrew gets injured right before a big competition. So Andrea, aka Andy, what she goes by, desto- decides to pretend to be her brother and compete in his place to prove a point. She ends up not being that great and doing pretty bad compared to the guys, um, but she attracts a lot of the girls somehow because she tags her mom along and her mom's like doing the nails so the girls all come interested. And of course, Andrea, aka Andy, isn't phased by, you know, girls because she is a girl. Um, but so she attracts a lot of the guys. So then one of the best motocross um, guys begs Andy to make a deal where he'll help her with motocross if she helps him land a date with this like one of these this girl that he like thinks is really cute or whatever so um so that's obviously you know gonna be create some kind of not an issue but like it's it's just funny then how it happens and if you've seen she's the man you can obviously see the similarities and you can probably guess what's gonna happen but I really love this movie primarily because it's the same message as she's the man that girls can do anything boys can do period um so it's it's an amazing movie and i love it and just a fun fact the girl who played andrea like she um like unlike amanda Bynes and she's the man did not wear a wig to you know cover her long hair she cut her hair which was like wow that's bold um so yeah, number 15 we have Man- Phantom of the Megaplex. Wow guys, I feel like I can't talk today. I've been like just butchering the words all all day long. So Phantom of the Megaplex came out in 2000 and I actually just watched this one again a few days ago because I hadn't seen it in a while and I really wanted to. And so the lead is played by Taylor Hanley, who went on to guest star in some episodes of like Dawson's Creek and the OC, but I didn't really recognize him for much else. Um, And it also follows the plotline of another common story like motocross does, and that is the Phantom of the Opera. So it follows Pete Riley, who's the assistant manager at the local Megaplex, which is another word for movie theater. Um, And they're having like this big Hollywood premiere for this new movie at the Megaplex, which normally doesn't happen because, you know, it's just like a normal theater. Um, so on the night of the premiere, there's about a million things going on and Pete's trying to impress a girl who he got into the premiere. He has to check in with his younger siblings who are seeing movies that night and also handle just like the logistics of the premiere. But of course, things start going horribly wrong all across the theater with problems at the concession stand in each of the theaters, um, you know, missing people. And they discover that there is a phantom amongst the megaplex who is trying to sabotage the big night. And it's, you know, so the whole night is trying to figure out who would be doing this and obviously just trying to fix everything um so it's it's very similar to phantom of the opera that there's a phantom at the opera who's sabotaging the shows and everything um i watched phantom of the opera with my mom i hadn't seen it on broadway but the there was that youtube series called the show must go on with quarantine where they were putting on like a, a broadway show on youtube every week and so phantom of the opera was so my, my mom loves that one so i watched it with her but i did not love it i actually fell asleep during it so yeah then we have number 16 we've got mom's got a day with a vampire um 2000 another halloween movie because why not cast includes matt o'leary who was gary in the spy kids movie also laura vandervoot from smallville and caroline ria from the sabrina the teenage witch um it's been an extremely long time since I've seen this one, and I've been meaning to watch it since deciding 
on like having it in this week's episode for the podcast, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, but basically it's about Adam and Chelsea Hansen who have, they're like, I don't know, probably like 13, 15 year old kids. Um, they're siblings who they have their own plans for the night, but they're grounded. So they try to find a way to get their mom, um, busy. That way Adam can go to his concert and Chelsea can go on her date. And so they end up convincing her somehow to go on a date with this mysterious man that they meet. And um, their plan works. But then they figure out that the guy they just sent their mom on a date with is, in fact, a vampire, hence the name of the movie. So the rest of the movie, they end up like spending the night trying to find their mom, prove that the guy is a vampire, and protect her from, you know... Yeah, having her blood sucked by a vampire. <laughs> um, but I haven't seen it in a while. So I, if it's like cringy, I'm sorry if I, I don't know. Because that's the problem. Sometimes these older Disney Channel original movies can be a little bit cringy. So we got another sports t- movie coming up next. And that's Double Teamed from the year 2002. Um, and like, I'm sorry, but Disney Channel just killed it with the sports movies. This one is also based on a true sister of uh, a true story. Again, see what I told you guys about messing up my words is based on a true story of sister athletes again. Um, the only two recognizable people, I think, are Teal Redmond, who was in who was Louise in Gilmore Girls. And then Joey Mayashima, who was the coach in this movie and then the principal in High School Musical and also in Right on Track. Um, so twin sisters, Heather and Heidi are your average high school volleyball players who are extremely talented and extremely tall. Um, their dad decides though, that if they want a better chance to get college scholarships, they need to go, um, to like a bigger school. So they end up moving and transferring schools to play, to play volleyball there. But then the basketball coach sees Heather's height and convinces her to play basketball instead because she's like over six feet. Um, and then of course the coach then learns that Heather actually has a twin. Heidi but Heidi's like super not into basketball she wants to do theater instead but their dad forces Heidi to play and of course she ends up being really good so in the rest of the movie you see Heather and Heidi kind of in competition with each other um, on the team you know trying to get the spotlight you know whatever and also struggling to fit in at school and make friends um, and really just understand who they are and really what they want in their high school experience and in life in general. Um, so that's good. But personally, I don't like this sports movie as much as the other ones. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. The other ones I think are better. Okay. Pixel Perfect 2004, another one I haven't seen in an absolutely long time. This stars Revive Ullman, who we of course know as Phil from Phil of the Future, and then Leah Pipes as Cammie from the originals. Um, so Leah Pipes plays Samantha, a high school student with her own band called the Zeta Bites, but they kind of suck. So um, Samantha's friend Roscoe, played by Revive, who is like a tech junkie, creates a holographic lead singer named Loretta. And so Loretta is obviously programmed to be amazing, and she's bringing the band then like tons of success, but it kind of backfires since Samantha feels like she's losing her band, and Loretta tries to become her own person even though she's not real. Um, so so it's a very unique movie which with like a lot of message of you know trying to figure out who you are as a person your individuality and like not trying to be something you're not and all about trying to fit in and whatever that's all what these high school disney channel original movies are about but i haven't seen it in a while so i'm pretty sure it still holds up but if it's not again i'm sorry Okay, now for our final four, these are much more recent ones and pretty well known, so you probably have seen them and watched and like heard of them, but I had to include them because they're pretty good. So 
Number 19, we have Geek Charming. This came out in 2011, and it's pretty controversial now considering everything that happened with its stars. So um, it stars Sarah Hyland, who everyone knows and loves from Modern Family, but also her ex-boyfriend, Matt Prokop, who has been reported for physically and verbally abusing Sarah so badly that then she got a restraining order. And so obviously this whole situation was extremely devastating when it happens and it tarnishes the movie retrospectively. But I mean, I still think that the story itself is worth watching. So I wanted to include it. So Sarah Hyland plays Dylan, who is the it girl at school. She has the most popular boyfriend, friends, designer clothes, all that, while Matt Prokop plays Josh, a film geek. And so by chance, one day at the mall, Dylan drops her bag in the fountain and Josh, quote unquote, saves it. I don't know like why it was a big deal, saves it for her. And so in return for this favor, Josh asks Dylan if he can film her for his documentary for this big film competition. So um, Dylan says yes, thinking that, you know, it can help promote her so she can be like the spring dance homecoming dance some dance thing um the queen or whatever of it and so she starts spending a lot more time with josh and they start to like rub off on one another with like josh becoming more popular and struggling to remember who he is while dylan becomes a little bit more down to earth and realizes what is actually important in life um so again i like the message of the movie which is why i wanted to include it um but obviously like given the situation it it sucks um but sarah highland is now with wells adams who we absolutely love from the bachelor so they're adorable together um but side note okay number 20 we have cloud nine 2014 and another newer one and yes i will acknowledge that i was six i was 16 when this came out and should not have been watching disney channel at the time but luke benward was in it and he's beautiful so i had to watch it luke benward if you don't know has been in a lot of other disney channel original movies including minutemen and girl versus monster and more recently he was in the netflix original movie called dumplin um and so also in this movie is Dove Cameron, who everyone knows from Liv and Maddie and the Descendants movies. And Dove Cameron also was in Dumplin', ironically. So it was like a little mini reunion. Um, and so this is also the last sports movie I will talk about just to let you guys know. But it takes place in this winter resort town in the mountains. And Dove Cameron plays Kayla Morgan, who is like a rich prima donna girly girl, um, who is the daughter of the owner of the resort and supposedly this like big snowboarding superstar, except she's not. Um, she's got like some skills, but she's not amazing and is only a part of like the best team because her dad owns it. Um, and so then her and the team get into some trouble by like, quote unquote, borrowing the local doggy daycare sled. And they end up like, you know, ruining the sled and this other sign. And so Kayla somehow takes the blame for it and it gets kicked off the team. And so as punishment, she has to work at the doggy daycare where Will works. And so Will is played by Luke Benward and he was a snowboarding legend, but he got, to, got into a bad accident in this big competition and hasn't snowboarded since then. So Kayla is um as she's working there she's like also upset that nobody takes her seriously and sees her as a true competitor so she begs will to teach her to perfect her snowboarding and actually get like some real skills to become more competitive so in the process she also tries to convince will to get over his self-doubt and snowboard again too um so it's a cute movie you know all about like never giving up not letting people think something about you um even even when they're wrong. And it has a pretty good song called um, Cloud Nine in it. So that's that's cool too. Okay, my last two, I'm super stoked because these are like such big ones. And I, I always go back and forth on how I rank them because I just don't know how. Starstruck, Starstruck, it's so amazing. Starstruck, 2010, 
Cast includes Sterling Knight, who of course was in Sunny with a Chance, Danielle Campbell, who was in the originals, Chelsea Kane from Jonas and Baby Daddy, and Brandon Michael Smith, who was also in Sunny with a Chance. Um, so Danielle Campbell plays Jessica Olsen, whose family decides to visit their grandmother out in Los Angeles. So Jessica's sister, Sarah, couldn't be more thrilled since she is totally into the whole Hollywood and celebrity scene, especially the major pop star sensation of the time, Christopher Wilde, played by Sterling Knight. And so Jessica could not care less about celebrities, especially Christopher Wilde. But then one night, Sarah drags Jessica out to try and sneak into um, Christopher's concert. So Jessica waits in some alley, I think, for some reason, and ends up getting hit in the head by a door because of Christopher. So this then leads to Christopher trying to help her and make sure she's okay um, for, like, you know, liability issues while Christopher tries to avoid the paparazzi. So then Jessica and Christopher um, spend the next few days together getting to know each other and seeing out. LA and obviously Christopher is like willing to do this in some like mainly because Jessica is completely unfazed by his celebrity status and he likes being thought of as just like a person for once um so it's really cute and you guys see all about like LA and that's cool I'll say like I love this one it's just another major one on the list for me because I honestly honestly the Disney Channel original movies their musicals are the best decoms and everyone knows it um also I will admit that my freshman year of college my friends and I watched this one for the first time in a while and we jammed to the songs so much so that there is footage of me jumping on my dorm bed singing along to starstruck just so you know so I thought I would give you guys that image um okay last but in no ways least we have drumroll please dun 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 lemonade mouth 2011 this is iconic and i had to end with a big one and there's none other than lemonade mouth um this is without a doubt my second favorite musical second to high school musical of course but man every song is a banger it stars bridget mendler from good luck charlie naomi scott who everyone now knows and adores from the live action aladdin but we knew her before as mo um, Haley Kiyoko, who's like a full-fledged musician now. Adam Hicks, who was in the um, who was in the show Zeke and Luther and Pair of Kings, and Blake Michael from Dog with a Blog. Um, so these five kids are all high school students, but none of them really know each other. Bridget Mendler plays Olivia, the shy bookworm and poet. Naomi Scott plays Mo, the smart yet popular girl who hides who she is at school from who she is at home and vice versa. Adam Hicks is this outgoing kid who's struggling with his dad's new relationship. Um, Blake Michael plays Charlie, who's struggling to be his own person outside of his brother's shadow. And lastly is Haley Kiyoko, who plays Stella, the rebellious new kid. So like I said, they don't know each other really, but one day they all end up in detention. And while the teacher running detention, who is also the music teacher, is out of the room, they start messing around with some of the instruments and sing a full-on song. So obviously the teacher comes back and is blown away and tries to convince them to create a band. After much discussion, they all agree with the goal of competing in this big battle of the bands at the end of the movie to beat the popular kids band and make the school like aware that there's more to high school than mainstream sports and popularity. And this one, I mean, it's iconic. The songs are amazing. She's so gone. Determinate, ugh, breakthrough. Every song is so good. I love this movie. Um, so you should, if you haven't seen this one, like you really need to get with it. But Otherwise, that's all for this week's episode. I know it's kind of long, um, so thanks for sticking with me and listening through. And make sure to 
Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. Both of them are at Not So Critically Acclaimed. Also, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe my podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it because it would be really great to hear some feedback. Um, but yeah, make sure you keep like following along with me on TikTok so long as it doesn't get banned and then on Instagram also. But like I said, I post new episodes of the podcast every week. Um, lately, I've been doing some movies. I'm going to hopefully get back into TV series. Just need to find one that I'm excited to talk about. Um, but yeah, my goal mainly for the podcast, in case you're like a new listener, just wanted to share, but my goal is basically, I absolutely love TV shows and movies, primarily ones that are deemed quote unquote, not so critically acclaimed, hence the name of, um, my podcast can, I don't watch like, you know, a lot of Oscar nominated things, um, you know, or critically acclaimed indie, like independent films and that kind of stuff. I'm much more into like rom-coms, teen dramas, soapy dramas, like that kind of stuff. Um, so if you love those types of shows and movies, then you should absolutely love to hear just my commentary on your favorite ones, as well as give you, um, recommendations for things that you might like if you like those things. So I really just absolutely love putting it out there and would love to grow more of a following. So if you guys have any friends or other people you think would like this, please, please share, um, because I, I really just enjoy it. So that's all for this week and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.